I want to be your real estate resource. Welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. I'm Steve Ravithis with Ravithis Realty, and today we're fortunate enough to have with us Jackie B. from Pool Guys Pool Service. Uh, Jackie is the owner and operator. She started in the pool business uh, back in 1998 at a uh, local pool supply as seasonal help. Uh, within a year, she became the assistant manager with a certified pool operator or CPO certification. By 2001, she was managing the uh, Enfield store, uh, and she became number one in the district of 15 different stores. In 2003, she ventured out with a fellow manager to start Pool Guys Pool Service, and in 2008, she became the sole proprietor of the company. Since then, she has performed over 1 million water tests and has helped hundreds of pool customers and pools in need. Welcome to the show. Hi, welcome, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on. So you got a little bit of experience uh, dealing with pools. Here. Yeah, just a little bit under my belt. <laughs> um, so just talk to me. I know there's there's pool installers. Uh, there's places where you can buy pool uh, chemicals. And then there is what you guys do, which is really servicing the pool. Yes. So maybe talk um, specifically about those services. Yeah, I do openings, closings. We do monthly, weekly, or biweekly maintenance. Um, I also just recently started installing uh, safety covers and measuring for them. And I do minor repair, um, you know, on pumps and motors. So. Okay. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the territories that you guys could service. Um, I'm pretty much, I've gone as far out as uh, Sunderland and I've gone into Bloomfield, Connecticut. So within reason, as long as the person, uh, you know, calls up, I will try to help them the best that I can. And where's your headquarters? I'm out of Agawam, Mass. You're out of Agawam. Okay. Beautiful. Um, so let's just talk about, you know, the beginning of the season. When yes. is the best time to open my pool? Uh, it's really preference, but normally, or um, most people say Memorial Day, and then they close on Labor Day around that time. But I feel it's really preference. I have some people that have heaters, so we'll open it up a little bit earlier. And if you are planning to have that Memorial Day party, you're going to want to open up at least two weeks early just so you have time in case there are any um, problems with algae or anything like that. So it probably take a couple of weeks to get it looking the way that you want to get it. Uh, it's, a, it's a good leeway time yeah. just to make sure. And then you mentioned uh, end of the season. Is there any, obviously, if you got a heater, you could extend it. Is there anything else to think about when I'm, I'm ending the season? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, if you're in a very wooded area, leaf nets are a really great thing. What they do is they help catch all the leaves, and you would take it off. It's a mesh cover. So it makes it a lot easier to open in the spring. Okay. Um, is there anything like that that you could put on your pool just so you don't have to be skimming all the time? You know, I'm just thinking about my neighbor who's got a ton of pine needles. They're constantly skimming. Anything that you can do there? Honestly, it's having good circulation. Um, you can put on a solar cover, but the solar cover, when you reel it in, still has some of those pine needles. Yeah. So not much mm -hmm. you can do about those. Not too much. Just a lot of skimming. And, um, I mean, they have vacuums. Um, you have manual vacuums and you have automatic vacuums. So. Okay. Um, so let's talk about maintenance, right? So I've mm -hmm. got my pool opened. Um, what exactly happens at the pool opening? And then what am I doing throughout the year? Uh, if you're taking care of it yourself, you're um, going to want to take all the water and leaves off of the cover. And then you're going to pull the cover off. Um, if it's an above ground pool, you're going to um, hook up your system, get everything ready. Uh, and then it's pretty much just maintenance from there. It's uh, all just hooking everything up properly, making sure there's no leaks or um, any air bubbles in your pump and motor, things like that. Okay. Any inspection that I'm doing when, when I open it? 
Am I uh, looking at the liners? Am I, you know, what do I Absolutely. Do do? You want to keep an eye on the water level because the water level will tell you if you have any um, holes that you might not be able to see. Okay. Um, and then, so I've got it open, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that I need to, like, you guys could do that the, the homeowner's not going to be able to do? Or is it all stuff that I could do? And let, you know, is there a specific equipment that you have or anything in particular that you're going to do different? I, um, what I like to say is I take care of the stuff that if you just want to relax and enjoy your pool, that's what I do. But I also like to teach people. So I have some people that I just come by once a month to make sure that they're taking care of everything properly. So it's, it's, you want to test your water at least weekly. You want to shock weekly, keep your chlorine levels up, your pH, your alkalinity, keep everything balanced, the calcium levels, things like that. Okay. So that's the major maintenance that I've got to do throughout the year. That's the weekly, the biweekly, the monthly visits that you offer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and it, so when I test my pool water, mm-hmm. um, I know, you know, growing up, I had an above ground and my dad had this thing and it had these four <laughs> columns and all the colors changed. Yes. And what's going on in today's world when you go to test your pool water? It's pretty much not changed much. You're okay. still testing with either drops or they have um, pills that you can put in there, the okay. reagents that will give you the readings. Um, you know, you want to test the big ones are the chlorine, the alkalinity, and the pH. Um, if you have a concrete pool or a gunite pool, you definitely want to keep an eye on the calcium levels too, which those you normally just adjust in the beginning of the season because the calcium level doesn't increase too, too much. Um, depending on whether you're using a liquid shock or a granular shock, that can go up, but it's a very minuscule amount. Um, so when you're testing, you want to make sure that your chlorine levels are between 1 and 3. The pH you want to keep within uh, 7.2 to 7.6 pH is your potential hydrogen. So that's whether how basic or acidic your water is. Um, Pure water is at a seven. So you want to keep it between 7.2 and 7.4. And if you need to adjust that, you use sodium carbonate, which is also called soda ash. And you would add that in small increments. Now alkalinity is like pH's older sibling. It helps keep it in line. It's the buffer. So with that... Um, I'm going to share a little trade secret and I'm probably going to get a little slack, but, um, alkalinity increase your sodium bicarbonate. So if you remember, um, anything from cooking or chemistry class, it's baking soda. Okay. So you can use baking soda, um, to adjust the alkalinity and that'll help keep your pH level balanced. And with the pH and the alkalinity balanced, that's going to help keep your chlorine working at its optimal, um, at its optimal, uh, um, amount so so those are the three major things that we got to test for Mm -hmm. um what about like i don't know bacteria is is like okay well we got a high enough chlorine level it's just killing that stuff off or am i worried about that stuff or algae or algae is always a big one um bacterias you know any sort of impurities in the water that's uh you know going to be taken care of by the free chlorine reading there's free total and combined chlorine your free chlorine is the one that's sanitizing. Your um, your combined chlorine is the total chlorine or total chlorine, and I'm um, sorry, I mixed that one up a little bit. Um, you have your free chlorine, yep. which is the one that sanitizes. You have the uh, combined chlorine, which is the used chlorine, and then you have your total chlorine levels. Okay. So when you're shocking, you're getting rid of that 
combined chlorine. That's the used up chlorine. So you want to get rid of that. So that way your free chlorine can sanitize the pool. And when you have those levels between a one and a three, you're going to kill all that algae, any bacteria, anything like that that's in the pool. So as long as those levels are right, I really shouldn't be, I don't have to test for this other stuff. Bacteria. No, you definitely want to, te- oh, you're not really no. testing for algae or bacteria. bacteria. Right. Um, you can test for phosphates. Phosphates are, they're organically um, formed from decomposition from leaves, um, things like that, fertilizers. So if you have an in-ground pool, a lot of times that stuff will wash into the pool and you'll have a f- higher phosphate levels. Phosphate's what algaes feed off of. So if you get rid of the algae food, then you have less tendency to actually have any algae growth. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, would there ever be anything, like any kind of a reading when the test that would say up oh, we can't fix this with chemicals. we got to drain the pool or anything like that. Uh, the only time that I've really seen that is if you have a very high total dissolved solid. Um, like when you were a kid when you made Kool-Aid and you added too much of the sugar and all of it just – the rest of it just kind of settled on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a t- That would be an overdose of like your total dissolved solids. Then you would have to drain about half of the pool and fill it back up again. Um, other than that, I really haven't had or seen a reason to drain a pool down. And I've opened pools that haven't been opened in 10 years. Okay. So we should be able to just get those levels in check by adding different amounts of the chemicals that you're Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, all right. So open the pool up. I think the standard thing is it's either going to be green or it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be both. W- what's causing that and, and what do I need to do? A lot of times I've gotten, especially this year, a lot of calls about people with cloudy pools that couldn't clear it up. Um, Most of the time it's because your chlorine readings are not high enough. Um, And then what I do suggest is to have a cyanuric acid added, which is kind of like a sunscreen for your chlorine. It keeps it in the pool. Without that, you're going to get a cloudiness in the pool. So... And with algae, you're going to want to keep those levels up. Um, They'll tell you to keep the chlorine level up first, but I find that balancing the pH and the alkalinity then helps the chlorine work better and clears up the shock a lot easier. So all that green is just algae? Yes, yes. And there's green, yellow, black, brown, pink, which is actually um, a form of bacteria. Um, Not harmful to people, but it is carried most of the time by birds or if somebody's been down south and hasn't washed their bathing suit. Um, enough. So, okay. so I um, I get my tests. Mm-hmm. I get everything to the right levels that you're talking to me about. Um, how long is that going to last for? How long should that water stay appropriate? Uh, it, it all depends on the bather load. So how many people you have in. If it's raining, um, things like that. But it's all stuff that you want to check at least once a week. Okay. Even if, if nobody goes in my pool and it doesn't rain, I still, those levels could get off balance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That'd be like driving your car around and not looking at your gas gauge. Okay. All right. Um, how about um, liners? I get the uh, pool open. I see that there's, you know, maybe there's some wear or maybe it's starting to get like a bubble in it or something. Uh, wh- what are you thinking there? How long can these things last for? Uh, A good liner can last up to 25 years. I've seen some that have lasted that long. It all depends on how well you take care of it and you maintain your water. The water will, if it's low on anything, it'll start taking it from its surroundings. Like, have you ever gone in, like, your high school pool or a pool in a town or a state and you feel that the bottom's kind of prickly? Yeah. 
that's pitting, that is the water actually taking calcium out of the concrete or the gunite. Um, same thing with your liners, it can cause brittleness. So you really want to keep your water balanced um, to keep the longevity of your liner. Okay. Um, we are coming up against the first break here. So we've obviously covered quite a bit of information about getting the pool open and, and adding some chemicals and stuff. If people have additional questions for you uh, or they're looking to, you know, thinking about who am I going to use for, for those services coming up in, in the spring, what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to get a hold of me is just to call 413-250-3776. I'll answer any questions. It's 413-250-3776. Awesome, Jackie. Thank you so much, guys. As always, if you have any real estate-related questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at my team at 413-998-7466, 413-998-7466. Six, six. We'd love to hear from you, whether you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get your real estate license. So uh, we'll be right back with Jackie B from Pool Guys Pool Service. Hi, from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers, offering a full range of loan programs, including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England, including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. And today we are with Jackie B. from Pool Guys Pool Service. Make sure I got that name right. Um, We kind of left off talking about chemicals and opening the pool. We got a few more uh, topics to cover there, and then we'll get into some of the mechanicals. So um, I guess opening the pool, one of the terms I always hear is shock. How much should I use? Um, can I overshock it? Liquid versus powder. Let's educate the listeners on, on those Absolutely. Um, shock is a non-stabilized form of chlorine. You have your liquid, which is a sodium hypochloride. 
Um, that actually uh, starts to break down after a month. So you're going to want to use that in the beginning of the season. A lot of people find that it's just uh, an easier way to do it because you're not, you're, you don't really have to do anything. You're just pouring it into the pool. Uh, and then you have your calcium hypochlorite, which is your granular. That one you're going to want to add to a bucket of water, uh, you know, mix it up, put it in, and you're going to want to brush. Whenever you shock, you're going to want to brush uh, because algae is a plant, and it actually roots into the liner. Even though you might not see it, it can be there. So when you brush, you're exposing the roots, and you're allowing that shock to kill the algae. Uh, it's really preference. I find some people like granular better. You know, it's a bag. It's super easy. They don't want to bleach their clothes because if you accidentally, you know, the jug's glug, glug, glugging, and boom, next thing you know, you've got a, a spotted shirt now. Okay. So, um, When you say brush, is mm -hmm. that like I'm scrubbing the liner? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. They actually sell brushes that you would put on your telescopic pole, okay. and you're going to want to brush the walls and the floor. Okay. And that also helps so that the granular chlorine doesn't sit on the bottom. Um, if you've ever been to a pool and you can see like along the edges, it's a little bit lighter. A lot of the time that's where the residual shock has settled and it will bleach the liner just as if you were to pour bleach on your clothes. All right. Um, what about over chlorinating the pool? That would be another kind of chemical mishap, I guess. But talk to us about that and what that could do. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone into a pool and your eyes start burning, your skin starts itching? Overchlorinating is also bad for the liner. Uh, it decreases the lifespan and it can bleach it. So you'll notice that over time your liner will become lighter and lighter and lighter. Okay. So obviously we've got a lot of chemicals going on and probably best to hire a professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I want to try and tackle the, all of this on my own and I got my testing kits and everywhere, how about best places to get supplies and what do I need to be looking out for when I buy those supplies? You're going to want to look out for the percentages on the packages. Um, when I use a shock, I use at least a 67% um, active ingredient. The lower you go, the less you're going to have of the active ingredient, so the more you're going to have to add. Okay. Um, you can go to any of your local pool stores, um, and you, know, you can buy any of the chemicals there. My customers, I provide it if that's something that they would like. If not, then I usually charge them by the pound. What about shelf life? You know, being in the in the real estate game and we're selling a house and the people take over and now they got to open the pool for the first time. They got a bunch of chemicals in the, in the pool shed. Or you know, can we just use that? Is there an expiration date on this stuff? A lot of your granular, your pucks, things like that. It's a three year shelf life. Things like your alkalinity increaser, which is baking soda, might get a little bit of water in it. It'll be kind of like a brick but you could still use it. Um, I suggest that if you don't know how long it's been on the shelf or if it doesn't have a label, don't try to figure it out what it is. Just buy some new stuff. <laughs> Any um, safety issues that if I'm going to try and tackle it myself, I've got to watch out for? Yes. If, you're, if you have an automatic chlorinator and you're opening that up, do not stand right over it. Chlorine gas is no joke. It can knock you right on your butt, um, but I don't want to scare the customers either. It's just being safe. Also, if you're adding anything to um, a water, like if it has to be added diluted, you want to have the bucket of water and then add the chemicals into it. So that way um, the, the chemical reaction can be very um, abrupt. Okay. So you don't want to, you know, dump water into shock because it can cause a reaction. Okay. 
Um, so let's start talking about some of the mechanicals. Let's start with the motor. Sure. Um, do you have recommendations on types of motors, the lifespan of these guys? Um, I prefer Hayward's, but there are other brands out there. Um, with Hayward, they're universal parts. You know they're, they're very reliable, but um, there are other ones out there. And you can get any of those parts at your local pool stores. Um, but I also service motors. So if there is something going on, um, like say you start to hear a screeching, usually that's the bearings going. Or if you flip it on in the beginning of the spring and you just hear a humming, that's pretty much your motor's dead. So it needs to be replaced. Lifespan on the motors typically? Um, I've seen some go 20, 25 years. Yeah. You know, you want to take good care of it. You don't want to overchlorinate your pool because that's also going to affect your motor. You want to take it in for the winter. Um, if it's hardwired in, you want to put a cover on it so that way it's not exposed to the elements. And how often should we be running that? About six to eight hours. It's okay. a good turnover rate because you want to have the pool turnover at least once a day. Um, some people run it 24 hours. And then another question I, uh, that I get asked a lot is when should I run it? And it's preference. Some people like to run it at night. They don't want it running while they're in the pool. Uh, some people do. I say whenever the sun is out the most. So usually I have my pools run from about 10 to 5 or so. Um, so that way you get your eight hours in and it's running during your prime sunlight hours because you want to keep that water moving to help um, deter any algae. Okay. How about um, filters? Make any recommendations on types and where to buy them, et cetera? Uh, not a problem. Um, you have your sand filters, your diatomaceous earth, which is also known as DE, and then you have a cartridge filter. Um, the way I look at it is if you're going to ask which one is the best, we can get into like how many microns they filter. Um, a sand filter filters between 20 and 40, a cartridge is 10 and 15, and then the DE is 3 to 5. And just to put it into terms, your strand of hair is about 70 microns. So if you're talking, you know, the difference between 20 and 10, it's very minuscule. You're not going to see it with the human eye. Mm -hmm. I tell people, how much time do you have to spend with that filter? That's really the most important question because they're all going to do the job efficiently as long as they're running properly. If you don't have a lot of time to spend or if you want to spend most of your time with your family and enjoying the pool, I highly recommend in this area to use a sand filter because it's very low maintenance you change the sand once every three to five years, and you're backwashing it whenever the pressure builds up. Um, with a DE filter, they filter phenomenally, but if there's an algae problem or cloudy water, you're going to have to bump and backwash that filter quite a bit because it's going to filter out a lot of particles and um, it's gonna take a little bit more maintenance. With a cartridge filter, they're also phenomenal. But if you don't have the time to clean off that cartridge, especially with how much pollen we have around here, especially this year, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yep. You know, you'd be out there hosing down your cartridge every two hours. So if you have the time for the maintenance and the upkeep, then a cartridge and DE filter is great. If you're just looking pretty much to set it and forget it, a sand filter is a great way to go. So I think one of the hottest topics I'd like to approach next is chlorine versus salt water. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, I'm assuming <laughs> you get that a lot. And what, yes. what is your take? Um, salt water pools are trending very, very high in this area. Um, again, I find that it's preference. If you can afford to put in a salt, uh, you know, a salt system, they are a little bit, um, 
you know, the investment in the beginning is high, mm-hmm. but then as time goes on, it pays for itself. Um, the misconception is that if you have a saltwater filter or a saltwater system, that you're not going to need chlorine, but you're still going to need to do the maintenance. The salt system actually takes through electrolysis and creates a form of naturally um, occurring chlorine. So you're still going to have a minimum chlorine level, but it's easier on the skin. So a lot of times people will do it for their kids or um, if they have a, you know elderly family that's swimming or just a perf- personal preference of not having to have as many chemicals in the pool. Literally, you're not adding all the other stuff. You're just adding salt to these these systems, even when you open, or you still got to do some maintenance. You're still adding. You're still adjusting your pH, your alkalinity, your calcium levels, but you're not um, using the chlorine tabs. So you're not going to have as high of a level of chlorine. You're still going to have about a 0.05, whereas your swimming pool is like a 0.1 to a 0.3. So. Gotcha. Um, just quick take on, on vacuums. Um, there's automatic, right? And then there's manual. So mm-hmm. talk to us about the differences there. Um, if you have the means to get an uh, automatic vacuum, they are phenomenal. You can put them in the pool. You don't really have to worry. Um, in grounds, you have things like the dolphin um, that you've probably seen, things like that. They climb up the wall. You have a creepy crawly, which kind of looks more like a stingray. And it goes along the bottom with suction. Um, for above ground pools, they have, uh, it looks like a little ladybug or a shark, which go off of your filter system. Um, whereas like the dolphins, they don't, they're completely separate. So you can run them while your pool isn't running. But if you have something like a creepy crawly or, um, anything that attaches to your filtration system, then you run it while the pool's running. Awesome. Um, how about just pricing? If somebody wants to hire you for the, for the season, what, what do the services typically look like? Uh, typically for maintenance, it's $70, uh, for whenever I come out and that includes, we'll test the water, we skim it, vacuum it, brush it, check the system, shock it. Um, well, if there's any adjustments that need to be made in the alkalinity, pH, calcium, we can do that. Um, empty the pump baskets, make sure the filter is running properly. If it needs to be backwashed, anything like that, we take care of it. Awesome. Super easy. It makes it sound super like- easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, quickly, we're coming up against the end of the show. Any, any fun stories, opening a pool or weird stories that you've had in, in your oh, days? Gosh, uh, last year, actually, I was going to this woman's pool and two weeks in a row, I found a bat swimming in the pool, so rescued the little swim. guy. Yeah, it almost looks like they're flying. They're just flapping their wings and going. So I scooped him out and I told him, like, look, dude, I don't know what you're doing, but swimming is not your forte. Stay in the sky. (laughs) And there was another time where uh, somebody called me. They were like, "Um, I think I need my liner replaced. I just accidentally dropped a chainsaw in there. Like, yeah, I don't don't think we're going to be able to patch that one. (laughs) Jackie, it's been awesome having you on the show. If people have additional questions, want to hire you for your services, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, By phone number, 413-250-3776. Or um, you can email at poolguyspoolservice at gmail.com. But 413-250-3776 is the best way to get a hold of us. Thank you so much, guys. As always, if you're looking to buy, sell, invest, or maybe even get into this crazy business of real estate, don't hesitate to call us 413-998-7466. I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource. Thanks.